The anatomy of the thoracic apertures. What a strange thing to choose to talk about. Um, well, it's mostly the, the upper aperture that's of interest and that things go wrong with. And I guess as an anatomist, my main piece of interest is that um, there are lots of names for it and it gets very confusing. So let's clear up that confusion in five minutes or less. Right, I've started my five-minute timer. What do I mean? Okay, so the thorax, so we're thinking about inside the chest... Um, largely deep to the the rib cage, um, the thorax has openings to the neck and to the abdomen, and these would be thoracic apertures. So through these apertures, blood vessels, nerves, um, lymphatics, and what have you can pass in and out of the thorax. So there is a superior thoracic aperture and an inferior thoracic aperture. So the superior thoracic aperture connects the thorax to the neck and the upper limbs. And this is the one of most interest. And it also gets called, this is a confusing bit, the thoracic inlet and the thoracic outlet, which kind of makes no sense, but things do go in and out of here, so whatever. But you can see how the term superior thoracic aperture is a lot more sensible. So where is this aperture anatomically? Well, uh, so it's, um, it's that... It's that oval shape almost at the top of the rib cage. So it's bounded by the first thoracic vertebral body, the first rib, the costal cartilage of that first rib, and then the superior border of the mediastinum. So you can palpate some of this. So that ring there is the superior thoracic aperture. Okay, so what goes through it? Well, the trachea, the esophagus, uh, the brachiocephalic trunk, that is the artery bit, the left common carotid artery and the left subclavian artery. So those three things are all branches of the arch of the aorta. So they go up through the, uh, through the superior thoracic aperture and then off to the head and neck and upper limbs. Uh, the brachiocephalic veins come in here. The vagus nerves and phrenic nerves run through here. The thoracic duct, that's a major lymphatic structure. This runs through here. The inferior thyroid vein jumps up to get to the thyroid gland here. But you get the idea. The superior thoracic aperture is a passageway for structures to pass from the thorax to the head and neck or to the upper limbs. Um, there are other things like muscles and bits and bobs, but this is a five minute podcast. We won't list everything. Um, we will come back to the superior thoracic aperture in terms of thoracic outlet syndrome in a moment. Right. The other aperture then is the inferior thoracic aperture. This is much larger it connects the thorax and the abdomen, and of course the thorax and the abdomen are separated by the diaphragm. Uh, so the inferior thoracic aperture is made up of the T12 vertebral body, ribs 11 and 12, and remember that those are floating ribs, and then the costal margins. You know how all the other ribs come together as um, cartilages and they form that costal margin like the bottom end of your rib cage. So that rim, that brim, that border there as it runs anteriorly to the midline where it meets the xiphoid process. So the xiphosternal joint is also part of the inferior thoracic aperture. So that's the ring there. And it's what you might think it is. It's that ring at the bottom of the, the rib cage. So the major structure that's here is the diaphragm. Now let's have a think about what passes through the diaphragm uh, because those structures then pass through the inferior thoracic aperture. So we've got the aorta, the inferior vena cava, the esophagus, the vagus nerves, 
uh, the sympathetic trunk, the phrenic nerves, of course, are running to the diaphragm, so also through the diaphragm to get to the, the inferior surface. We've got the azygos and hemiazygos veins down here. We've got that thoracic duct again running from the abdomen up through the thorax and up into the neck. Um, so those are the major structures. That's the inferior thoracic aperture. So why is this useful? Well, the superior thoracic aperture has narrow spots in some people and there are a lot of important structures particularly running to the upper limbs that might be compressed so thoracic outlet syndrome it's an umbrella term it actually covers a whole variety of things not a single thing but it covers the concept of a structure running to the upper limb becoming compressed and this could be a nerve a vein or an artery so we need to think actually about the superior thoracic aperture that ring and then we need to put the clavicle on top and these structures are running inferior to the clavicle to get to the upper limb so we're thinking the brachial plexus and the subclavian artery and the subclavian vein and each of these, if compressed, running through this narrowing here as they come out of the superior thoracic, superior thoracic aperture and then they change an angle and they have to run inferior to the clavicle and out to the upper limb, they might get compressed there. Now, oh, there's my timer. If the brachial plexus gets compressed, well, that's going to give neurological symptoms, muscle weakness, uh, loss of sensation, changes to sensation. If the vein, the subclavian vein, gets compressed, then there's going to be swelling and redness in the upper limb. And that could that compression actually could cause a clot to form in the subclavian veins. So they need to worry about where that clot might go. If the artery is getting compressed, then obviously we're worried about ischemia to the upper limb. But that's what thoracic outlet syndrome refers to, and that's the anatomy that's related to it. All right, there we go. Um, the thoracic apertures and why the anatomy is useful. See you next time. 